Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to Words That Move Me. I'm Dana, and I just had a glass of wine. <laughs> yep, you better believe it. It is Saturday night, and I am thinking that I can have a celebratory Saturday night and make an excellent podcast episode all at once. Let's see if that thought can become a fact. All right, tonight I am coming at you with a short but very important message, an encouraging message, and a very friendly reminder that you are so set up to soar, my friend. Yes, you, the person who is likely struggling to do it all in air quotes, uh, the person who might be thinking, I can't keep up with all of this. I can't keep all of these balls in play. I just can't. Something's got to give. I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much of one thing and not at all enough of what I want to be doing. All I want is to have a balanced and healthy life where I make all of the money doing all of the things I love and none of the things I don't love. Yeah, you you are going to crush it because I have some really good news. But first, some other really good news. <laughs> I start every episode off with wins, and today I am celebrating a freaking fantastic haircut. Uh, and I think we can all appreciate how big a win that really is because I think we have all felt the weight, dare I say the shame, of a bad haircut. I'm telling you, because you can't see it because this is a podcast, I have to just tell you, also I'm wearing headphones, but um, I look smoking hot right now. And that is not the wine talking. That is Joshua McBride at the No Talent Ugly. Yes, that is the name of his studio, the No Talent Ugly. Um, Joshua McBride is so good at what he does. I mean, clearly he has a sense of humor, which we love. Uh, and he also is wicked talented with the scissors. Um, if you are in LA, especially if you are in LA and have curly hair, please go check out Josh at the No Talent Ugly. He is so fantastic. Okay, enough said. I feel fantastic. I look fantastic. On to you, my friend. What are you celebrating? What is going well in your world? Congratulations. I am thrilled for you. And I am also thrilled about today's topic. Today we are talking about finding your leg, which for the normies slash non-dancers out there, finding your leg is a metaphor. Finding your leg or being on your leg is a, a commonly used phrase. It means finding balance. So finding your leg 
or finding your supporting leg means finding your support or finding balance. Being on your leg means being on balance. And in dance and in life, it is good to be on your leg because you can operate more efficiently. You can operate with freedom. You can do more interesting things from a place of balance. Now, the act of finding your leg is a process. And I would argue that it is a creative process. You might not see finding balance as a creative process. You might see it as more of a technical effort. But I think that creativity, if, if creativity were a coin, then it would have two sides. And one side would be the making, like making something from nothing. That's one side of the creativity coin. And the other side of the creativity coin is developing a feel, like developing a sensitivity, a process, a technique for something. Also out of nothing. So there's the making of the thing, and then there's the making the way of making the thing. Both are essential to creativity in my view, and this episode is all about the making the way of making the thing, the process of it, specifically the process of finding balance. Now, I joke all the time on the podcast that dance lessons are life lessons, but especially today, that joke is funny because it's true. Dance lessons really are life lessons, and the creative effort of finding your leg in dance really can transfer way beyond your dance life and into your life life, your real living human life. So listen up, this is important. I believe that we dancers have a better shot than most at finding balance in our lives. Why is that? Because we have spent so much time finding balance in our bodies, in our dancing. And I believe that we basically are doing the same process. Finding balance in dance and finding balance in life are so similar. So let's talk it out. As I see it, finding your leg is finding a feel for your body, for the task at hand, and for the changing world that surrounds you and the task. And that all starts with some sort of listening, some sort of conversation, some sort of questioning. Like, how am I doing? How do I feel right now? What's going on in my body? Is anything off? Is anything feeling weak? Is anything feeling exceptionally strong? And then you would question the objective, the actual task. What is it that I'm trying to do? Have I done it before? Has anyone done it before? Uh, what are the parts of doing this thing? What are the requirements of me doing this thing right now? And then after that conversation comes the trying the actual action, the doing. Now, 
I personally believe that dancers have a unique approach to trying things, physical things specifically, because yes, we aim for perfection, and yes, we are aiming to please. Uh, and to be honest, those are not my favorite qualities. <laughs> uh, but we are also aiming to embody. We're not simply aiming to do something this one time and nail it. We're aiming to be able to repeat this action. We're aiming to do something in a way that allows us to create a physical memory of that thing. A muscle memory, if you will. We are aiming to make the doing of this thing second nature. Like, the aim is actually for the doing to become so baseline, so internal, that we can multitask on top of that. On top of the doing, we're performing. We're taking notes. On top of the doing, we're imagining, we're creating an environment. Um, as our body internally does the thing, we do something outside of that. We're aiming so that we could do the thing at a certain level that we could then do it in four inch heels on the roof of a car and for 12 hours if we had to, uh, which is not desirable. But usually the trying part doesn't usually land us with embodiment. It, that's not a direct path. We don't jump cut from trying to having it. <laughs> in fact, usually trying results in a whole lot of failing. And that is another area where dancers are super resilient. I think our threshold for pain and for failing and persisting are very high relative to the average human being. Uh, I think that dancers fail or at least fumble and recover very well, which leads us to our next step, which is learning. I think dancers are really good at assessing what went well and what didn't go well. Uh, underline on the what didn't go well part. But in general, we try to keep the parts that went well and change the things that didn't. I think that's a unique skill. We're able to compartmentalize and keep the things that worked or isolate those things without completely scrapping everything. Like we're able to make micro adjustments to change only the things that didn't work. So if I was trying a triple pirouette, for example, and I made it around three times, but I fell out to the right at the end, then perhaps the next time I might try to keep the same force in my arms to keep the same push of my spot and the same height of the releve, but I might try to align my shoulders slightly left of my square hips. And that, of course, leads to the next phase of finding one's leg, which is overcorrecting. Like the next time I try that turn, I'm going to fall out to the left because very rarely do we correct correctly the first time. There's usually a period of correcting and overcorrecting. And there's so much learning in that phase, my friend. So that is an important phase. Please don't quit at the correcting and overcorrecting phase. Because eventually, those adjustments, those big adjustments, become micro adjustments. And your feel gets so tuned that you can adjust a fraction of an inch 
to find that super sweet spot to ultimately find that balance to find your leg. And then you find yourself, at least in the context of this example, completing a perfect triple pirouette. And then the final step to finding your leg, <laughs> you're going to love this, uh, is when things change. The costume designer says, you know what? You really should be in a heel for this one. Try, try these on, these three-inch heels. And then the whole process starts back at one. How am I doing? How am I feeling? What's going on with me? Where is my weight falling? Where is my weight not falling? What feels strong? What feels weak? And then what is being asked of me? Have I ever done this before? Do I have knowledge of this in my body? Do other people have knowledge of this? What are the parts involved in me doing this now? Then you try. You take that massive action. You learn, you assess, you correct, you overcorrect, overcorrection, turn into micro adjustments, and then you nail it. And then things change again, my friend. That is the pattern. That is the pattern in dance, and that is the pattern in life. Can you see how perfectly predispositioned we dancers are to finding balance in life? simply because of all of the practice that we have finding it in dance. Y'all, we have got this. So please talk to yourself. Start with a conversation. Ask questions about you. How are you? Where are you? What's going on with you and your body? Then ask questions about the task. What is being asked of you? How might you approach it? Has anyone else approached it? Is there an existing technique that you could adopt or adjust and build on? Then give it a good old-fashioned try. Don't just try to do it once. Try to do it in a way that can live in your bones. And then assess. With a critical eye, but also with compassion. And I, I can't underline that enough. You want to critique yourself in a way that will encourage you to try again. If you critique yourself into a corner, into a place of stagnation, or into a place of being paralyzed, you haven't done yourself any favors. You want to critique in a way that will encourage you to try again. And know that yes, you will likely fail. That is actually a part of the technique. You will overcorrect and you will fail again and then you will try again and then you will correct again and overcorrect again and, and then you'll make micro adjustments until you get it. And then of course, try not to be mad when you find your leg and the production designer decides that the stage really should be on a 7% rake. <laughs> Things will change. And we actually love that. That's a good thing. We would hate to stay the same forever. Um, actually, that reminds me of a really good quote. I can't remember if it's Frank Sinatra or maybe Martha Graham or maybe someone else. I'm so sorry. I can't remember. But someone fabulous and interesting said that dance is simply falling and recovering. That's it. Falling and recovering. Certainly the most interesting dance is that way. It is risky. It's dynamic. It's surprising. 
It is not still. It is not safe. You must fall to keep it interesting. And you must recover to keep going. That is what I have for you today, my friend. That is my message. You are so well equipped to find balance in your dance and in your life. You are therefore very well equipped to create and to create interesting work and to create the kind of life that you want. If that's a balanced life, awesome, go for it. If you're looking to find balance in your life, look to the way that you found it in your dance. That, that, is, that is my best advice. <laughs> Keep making adjustments as the world changes around you. Pretty please, Keep it funky. I'm thinking about you. I've got your back. Thank you for having my back. Thank you for being here and listening. If you are digging the podcast, please leave a review and a rating. It helps other people find the podcast. Um, and I love helping people find their leg and find other things. So thank you again. Now get out into the world. Keep it funky. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie, logo and brand design by Bree Reitz, and big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not Words That Move Me related. <laughs> all right, my friend, keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.